0: It is a grey and dreary, and the nights are drawing in. There's a place that's gay and cheerful.
1: and welcome to the Female Pilot Club podcast. If you don't know us, we're a plucky band of lumpy jumpers helping female-written sitcom scripts take off and fly against the almost insurmountable odds presented by the TV commissioning system. And if you do know us, we're a bunch of shameless hussies pulling in favours from big names in comedy to get big laughs for female writers because, weirdly, we can.
2: Can we, though? Can we? Okay.
1: I'm Wing Commander (laughs) Kay Stonham. This is Captain Abigail Burdez. And not on this flight once again is the world's only invisible actor, Emily Chase. Emily Chase! Still unavoidably detained by the scaly brat who, frankly, by now must have a moustache.
2: In the pilot seat this week, we have the amazing, the wonderful director, actor, writer. She's a triple threat, Pip Swallow. (laughs)
0: Hello. (laughs) It's lovely to be here with my lumpy jumper. Excellent. (laughs) Pull on your
1: noddy suit, put on your desk, let's have a beer call and share the no-duff. Chin-chin, Pip-Pip, last one to the navvies, a hoop snogger. (laughs) That's it. So we at Female Pilot Club know all about your terrific script, Great Expectations, but people on the home front scrolling endlessly to find some comedy not chock full of hairy bashers don't. So can you do for them what we call a parachute pitch of your show?
2: Yes. Yes. The scenario is the plane is going up in flames. There's only one parachute, which you're wearing. But as you jump out of the plane, the commissioning editor of YouTube Originals jumps out (laughs) and grabs onto your legs. So he, or indeed she, can't get away. Obviously, this is... YouTube original so your fee will be paid in tiny rushes of serotonin and a torrent of sexist abuse but in case you do decide to go for it
0: (laughs) get ready and pitch Um, so A Great Expectations is a reversal of the Dickens classic um, starring a female Pip as opposed to a male Pip and also going from the city to the countryside as opposed to the other way around and it's basically about a woman who does lots of zero-hour contract jobs and uh and then becomes the prime minister
1: whoa, whoa. good pitch <laughs> well we'd commissioned that and in fact we did mm. and one of the main reasons was we loved it because mm. it was like so unusual it's, it really stood out didn't it, it for, really stood yeah. out very very unusual and uh, for a start it's a satire set in a care home which is amazing, something you don't often see, uh, and really ahead of your time because back then nobody was thinking about care homes. It didn't cross anybody's mind to worry about the workers in care homes or think <laughs> mm. about their plight, and now... Yeah, you there's know, a lot are, on oh, telly, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how do you think? What how do you feel about being ahead of your time?
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? How artists sort of... Well, I'm calling myself an artist. Big, big, loud. Yeah, <laughs> um, but we, we're kind of we kind of got our ear to the ground a bit, I think. And um, maybe about uh, ten years ago, I was living in Berlin and. My mum was lonely and eating dinner by herself and my grandmother was lonely and eating dinner by herself and I just had this really strong visual of like three generations of women kind of being lonely and miserable oh, at home. I know it sounds really bleak, but that is always a good kernel for comedy. <laughs> um Um yeah, so yeah, so I suppose and and I you know, as as you guys have probably found, women very often end up in care roles whether they're paid or unpaid. Mm. Um, So I think it's always something that has sort of just been under the surface of my writing. Empathy and, um, yeah, women sort of having to sort of shoulder the burden of um, a lot of different, um, you know, care. care, Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting because it sounds a little bit like you were having an experience ten years ago, which is quite similar to the experience that everybody had during lockdown, mm. where they're all, everybody was lonely. <laughs> they're all all these people, isolated people trying to reach out via Zoom. But um, yeah. yeah, so...
0: Yeah, and, and, and it's capitalism as well, I think. It's sort of say, saying to us, yes, you need to earn enough money to live by yourself and have your choices and dreams <laughs> and things. And... <laughs> you need to earn enough money to be really lonely. Yeah. Yeah. You. yeah. Don't, didn't you find that though? Like, I, certainly my mates of mine that were living in London, were just sort of desperate to not live in house shares. And then they managed to earn enough money to have their own apartment and then just be desperately lonely and but yeah I suppose the um, the impact of loneliness on an elderly adult um, is really horrific like it can sort of predicate a lot more different conditions you know I'm not saying that it definitely causes dementia because lord knows I'm not a scientist but I definitely think it has a sort of a an erosion. Of yeah, it their can't being. help, can it? Let's face no, it. No. And
1: for all that, it sounds like this is quite a dark, dark subject. Yeah. I mean, you made it like really funny. Oh, great! And your characters <laughs> were hilarious. I uh, mean, I had really I had, and I had to play one. So <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember.
2: I think we've got yeah. a clip here actually of the brilliant Mike Fenton Stevens.
1: excellent Oh, so, yeah.
0: Comedy royalty. I was comedy. so tough that <laughs> I he, I know. Yeah. he came yeah. and did
2: it, and he was—he got, he got a laugh with every single line he said. I think. Um, just here, here, I think this is um, when some care is being given. Interior, shower room of Havagen Homes, day. Pippu showering an old man with a big smile on his face. <laughs>
0: Are you sure you can't do this yourself?
1: Absolutely positive. <laughs> so naughty. Yes. Yeah, so, so
0: naughty.
1: naughty. Yeah. Um, but. It, it was, I love the fact that you said capitalism a minute ago because, like, we don't forget the word capitalism on we the don't. female. We don't, do we?
2: That's the Strangely. first time the word oh. capitalism has come onto the... I know, the but I, I loved
1: it. It was music to my ears. And I like the fact that your, your show is really political. Um, and, in fact, it makes me think about, like writing topical comedy, which, you know, I started writing topical comedy and it's a way that many writers used to start in the business and comedy writers, but there's not so much of it around now. Um But obviously you've been influenced by some kind of satirical comedy. So where do you think the best political and satirical
0: comedy is being done at the moment? Well, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? They They sort of say that we're beyond satire now because Trump and you Know Boris Johnson the clown, and um, you know, people are sort of uh, it, it's an impossible task to um, comment on something that is sort of funny already, and, so ridiculous. yeah, so, so 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 yeah, beyond satire, but um, yeah, I would I would say I know he's got um, you know, some controversial uh, uh things about him, but I do think Sash Baron Cohen, um, he really does put his life on the line to make I his... I mean,
2: stuff. he is fearless, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah.
0: really is. Yeah. I, I mean, like, he li- yeah. he
2: literally could get killed. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah.
0: It's, it's it's taking... I mean, I think that's how serious he takes his comedy, really. He he is willing to put himself under all sorts of conditions in a country where, let's face it, uh, not you know, people don't worry about having a gun on them. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. it's
2: quite interesting. Because I, I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd call that because he does that sort of halfway between, doesn't it, satire and uh, what I would call in my pointy-headed <laughs> way, uh, clown. Mm. Like, you know, so he's, yeah. he's kind of plays a character who is more stupid than the audience quite often. And so he allows the audience to be cleverer than him at the same time as do, like satire where the performer is uh, much brainier than the audience and is sort of... I've, I think I don't know. Is that, yeah. is that a definition other people have? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never know where I stand with Sasha Baron Cohen's comedy. Sometimes I find it excruciating. I can't watch it. It's so embarrassing. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's very and cringe. It's, it brings yeah. out stuff in people which is so disturbing. I, I I can't quite get my head around it. And also, I'm I'm not sure I even think it's fair. Sometimes the way that. The way that's set Wait, up, mm. yeah. The way that it's set up,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah. do
1: hear some stories, don't you? So, quite, I think that I
2: think there are some strong, big ethical questions about how to set up that kind of stuff, aren't there? Yeah. Oh,
1: definitely, yeah. And I, all, I often think, oh, I don't know, you're just a real person going about your job. Is that is that fair that you've been put in that situation, made to look like that? I, I don't know. Presumably, they all sign, you know, disclaimers, so presumably it's okay. But
0: yeah, presumably, mind you, I don't, I don't know. know. Did Giuliani Mayor Juliana? Um, yeah, because he yeah. was. Yeah, he was basically... Uh, he was basically bad. put bang to rights, wasn't yeah, he? And yeah. then,
2: yes, yeah. Giuliani. And I then, don't mind the
1: political figures. It's, no, it's when of course it's, like, it's, when it's yeah. But then
2: quite... It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because sometimes, you, you know, people tend, do tend to get what they deserve. Or maybe it just looks like they get what they deserve. So you remember there was the character in, the, in his most recent film the um, who was looking after oh, a yeah. young girl. Yeah. And she was just she was just forthright and truthful and wonderful and caring and i think she didn't get paid very much for the show but then she put something on on twitter and said i didn't i i don't have any money now cuz i don't and everybody was just like, "You are the nicest person in the world," mm. and they gave her a load of money. <laughs> so you, you do go, yeah, good, "Good, good. I'm glad you got <laughs> a load of money." Gonna the universe is going to put the right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. You, obviously, you don't want to rely on the universe putting things right because <laughs> that's never going to work. But I did. I did find that at least a heartwarming story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. I, yeah can't, I can't. I can't remember what the what the. Um, character, the um, person was called. But she, you do you remember her? She was yeah, yeah, after. I do. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But look, don't you think that? Um, I mean, we used to have a lot of satirical comedy over here, and now it seems like I mean, all the people who did that, you know, Amanda Nucci, etc., etc. I mean, they're all in the states now, aren't they? Yeah, they're all they because they're
2: all brilliant, and they're all now the only place they can make any money is America. <laughs> so so yeah. can't yeah. comedy
0: brain drain. Yeah, maybe, so. maybe they thought the fire was bigger there, and they had to sort of go and put out the fire. You know, like before it spread. I mean, I don't know. John
2: Oliver as well. He's obviously, yeah, he used to be be just like a jobbing, satirical stand Mm -hmm. up over here. And then he suddenly, you're just like, that's John Oliver. (laughs) John Oliver is now, he's what?
0: He's,
2: He's hosting the this massive show and obviously
1: he's very funny and he's brilliant and yes,
0: great. So
2: like but-
1: the other day I was just popping down the road and <laughs> watching him at the local comedy
2: yeah, club. Yeah, it was
1: a, yeah, we're old, we're so old. <laughs>
0: no, but I guess um, you know, for a very long time in um American uh, pop culture the um the English were sort of villains, but maybe they also sort of think of us as the voice of authority. So maybe that's why mm-hmm, they've that's they've managed to get over there and Chris Morris as well. I was I'm just a massive fan of him. Um, but yeah. Oh, yes. Did you see
2: Three Lions?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I
2: mean,
0: think that's he's, just yeah. Mm, amazing, yeah. yeah. He's. Yeah. I guess he sort of discovered Riz Ahmed, didn't he? In Four Lions, it was. Um, yeah. He was a, his yeah. first sort of breakthrough role. But. Um, but yeah, I. Yeah, those those guys, I'd say, are sort of as performers and how far they take things. They're my faves. But. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully they can come back and save us uh, again, or maybe we can. Rustle something up. <laughs> well, hopefully we've got yeah. a, a female satirist here right mm. here, yeah, yeah. taking yeah. <laughs> And that,
1: you know, we haven't mentioned many female writers in that area, and yeah, I think there haven't been that many.
2: But there are great. I mean, there are great pe- people doing satire online, aren't there? Where they, yeah, especially those kind of repeated. Characters, they're quite often. I don't know. You see, Rosie Holt yeah, does really her. Oh, um, yeah. So she does like a re- repeated Matt Green, and mm. there are and Fergus Craig, and they well oh, people yeah. who mm-hmm. like do ca- essentially do repeated character comedy as a satire or repeated sketch formats. Like it's essentially like making writing your own
1: sketch show isn't it
0: mm. and then producing yeah, it, it it is but, then...
1: but weirdly for free
0: yeah of course
2: so, that's so the it's problem, a bit, it? i know but then it's like this it's, it's all the new models of how to monetize it isn't it is that yeah. you know some you if you get a large enough following you do actually make money but it's so the algorithms are so complex yeah 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 you know, no, do you do that because i know that you make a lot of stuff yourself
0: yes yeah i haven't actually gone down that that character comedy i mean not to say that I wouldn't want to or or, or, um, I I suppose my trouble is I'm just that little bit of a strange generation where I'm not fully embracing I've never had Facebook I don't do Instagram I'm not fully embracing of that um, world but then you always have to be because that's the format that people are using Mm. um, and it's that um dem- democratic format and it's um flexible um and I've, you know it's, it's quite interesting during lockdown sort of watching lots of um character comedians yeah get, doing really well start, on Twitter. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah but um but yeah it's um I, I suppose my trouble is i sort of grew up sort of thinking you have to kind of polish things and make them quite sort of fancy before you can show them to people and yeah. maybe my, that's not the case my
1: trouble is i grew up Thinking that you had to get paid for things, mm. <laughs> real, yeah, old-fashioned. What <laughs> yes. are you? Yeah. handicap of all these days? Yeah. No,
0: it real. would be nice to get some money but at would, one stage, of course. It? But I mean, it, I can <laughs> yeah. see
2: how it might be difficult with your stuff because your work is so structurally innovative. Mm. Mm. So you know, it's it is you know we really notice so you you do all this stuff combining flashback and fantasy, lots of chopping around and visual storytelling, and it's almost. Um, Impressionistic, mm.
0: your writing isn't it? Or
2: thank you. Yes, <laughs> and I think we've got a clip here. A shiny sports car follows with Vivek, the manager in it, and two beautiful, grey-haired ladies.
1: My name is Vivek, manager of Hamish and Homes, a beautiful place with beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was Amashada Patel, uh, but that I, we play it's that stupid. as it because it was you doing a sort of You suddenly. In in the middle of a normal sitcom, you're in an ad. Mm-hmm. It was almost surreal.
0: Yeah, brass band
1: sort yeah, of. Yeah, cutting between and... this kind of wonderful image of the care home and what you would get there and the jacuzis and be. the brass bands and the gorgeous stuff. And then suddenly we're back in the real care home with the nappies flying across and yeah. going in the poor uh, yeah. carer's face. And And we thought that was really different and innovative. But... As Abby was saying, that's tricky to make yourself, you know, your ambition is big, isn't it? Yeah. You
0: need that big production to to make yeah. that. And oh God, yeah. definitely. I've I've realised that from, you know, making these shorts um, most recently. I've got about twenty locations oh and <laughs> for a short film. You're, You're really do. not supposed to have that. <laughs> I don't think anyone will work on the next one unless I literally write it in one room with one actor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean that is yeah. the difficulty isn't it is yeah. that is that you unless you come up with an, a format or an idea that you could do in one room with one actor it's yeah. just
0: really expensive
2: to make stuff for yourself and you're leaning towards surreal mm. so in mm. that and I do think that's it's quite interesting about how what do you think there are challenges of being a female writer who writes surreal stuff because I have various theories about yeah. Surreality
0: Well yeah I suppose I suppose um, maybe other um, People who sort of Have a surrealist bent um, Came from the same background Of you know Watching Monty Python And, and also you know I, I feel like Smack the Pony Were very surreal um, There was that sketch When sort of Sally Phillips Sort of gets chased around And she's just going Chase me chase me And she's sort of like Falling into bins and stuff Don't we really remember that one <laughs> Did you yeah. write for Smack the Pony Kay?
1: No sadly I don't know oh. I am writing for everything I have, but not that sadly, <laughs> that for some reason, I don't remember why, but I mean, I mean Oriana and Fay, yeah, the lovely Oriana, uh, yeah Faye. lovely fay they they wrote for it uh, and Georgia, I think oh, oh, yeah Georgia cool. Pritchett, yeah. who i oh, believe yeah and was it was a fabulous other. series and and you know, and really great to have a series which featured female writer performers and then encouraged more female writers to to get writing for it and then their careers obviously uh progress from that so it was a it was a great show but um yeah it, it's that idea of if you have got a big imagination and you're not necessarily going along with the mainstream sometimes as a man that's okay you're considered like brilliant and new and exciting and then as a woman you're like weird weird. Mm. Isn't that a bit crazy? oddity Brid- Bridget, with your lumpy Christy jumper talks about it quite a lot she right. always says yeah. that you know she's she started off doing amazingly surreal, surreal I mean, stuff really really, it was really, really fun yeah. i remember yeah. seeing one of her first mm. shows that she ever did where she wrote she was dressed up as charles II or something great which was like, <laughs> I was like what the hell you know but it was it was just funny but yeah. she says that she can't she originally didn't get trusted mm. for her crazy wackiness. It took ages to get accepted that that wasn't just a bit.
0: I, I just always thought it was genderless when I was growing up. So I suppose it was only when a boyfriend said to me, well, uh, women just aren't as funny as men. <laughs> and I just was, you know, that's oh, the thing. Really? I, it just thing. It just never <laughs> even occurred to me that I couldn't do anything. Um, especially, you know, Dawn French and um, Jennifer Saunders and Victoria Wood would ever so often have quite sort of surrealist things. I, I loved you know, young ones as well when I was uh, um, a kid. So, yeah, like, it's, it's strange. Like, I, I never thought there were challenges, but I suppose when it actually comes down to commissioning, maybe there are.
2: I think it's there's something quite interesting about I In Ca- uh, Caroline Criado-Perez's uh, book about data um, called Invisible Women... Mm-hmm. You're normally the pointy-headed bod bringing up the research, Kay. But um, I've, let, I've, read book, I, I've read a book, guys. I've
1: read a book. I think is that you've been secretly reading books, you know, since the last <laughs> podcast in order to get that role. So yeah, I think. yeah.
2: To rip it off you. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> uh, she uh, she talks about how there is a there's a, the genius um, genius is not ascribed to females in the same way. Mm. So genius or brilliance. It's quite interesting in like academia and stuff. So even even if you're, uh, you, you could have the same results as a male and you, who would be described as a genius. And so that's quite it's quite interesting that like because u- uber creativity or surreality is quite associated with that sort of. So I think you're just less likely to go, oh well, you know, they're a crazy genius.
0: Mm, um, yeah. it, know, I, they send me to bedlam basically yeah you're
2: um, off yeah you're off with your weird hair yeah. and go off to bedlam <laughs> you're allowed to just paint in your own
0: shit on the walls and then <laughs> the male be, against the <laughs> <bars>. <laughs> and then other people get the channel four sitcom yeah. out of it so. yeah it's a shame isn't it really it's a shame it's a bit, a shame it it. A bit of a
1: shame but I mean you, you don't only do the surrealist stuff you don't only do the kind of egghead stuff you know to be fair you you don't mind a bit of broad gross out you are disgusting love you a knob are, gag love
0: you are <laughs> everything like that woman
1: after my own heart some of your stuff is laugh out loud vile I think. <laughs> um, and I think that women again I think female writers have only like recently managed to get permission to do that kind of stuff I think it was like not acceptable a while back. I mean, Brian's made, I think, there's a bit of a no-turning-back point, wasn't mm. it? Uh, the, brilliant, what was the pooing brilliant, in the, the road? Pooing scene, which, you know, I really love that scene. It makes me laugh every single time. Um, but it's you know, happening! It's <laughs> happening! <laughs> um, and on the dress, <laughs> and on the dress that we yeah. so, But you're not afraid of a poo gag, uh, mm. we noticed, but this is not a poo gag that we've chosen for a clip here. This is another form of uh, gross-out bodily uh, reference <laughs> Now, here's another really important part of training, sexual health, right? You might be thinking, Vivek, that is disgusting. I don't want to hear about old people banging. But we've had more cases of gonorrhea breaking out here than in all the local sixth forms colleges put together. (laughs) He shows a slide of a
2: sweet-looking lady in her 80s.
1: This is Esther. Or as the GPs refer to her, patient zero. (laughs) <laughs> I love that line. You might think that's going. to We don't want to hear about old people banging. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Based no on does. based no on does. a real newspaper article, by the way. <laughs> what? I what, mean, the... they didn't use those exact <laughs> words. Uh, I think they said copulation, but um, <laughs> yeah, no. Apparently, um, genuinely in, in care homes, so there is uh, All uh, the STD problems. Yeah, because people don't sort of think about it. So, yeah, that's... actual fact. Yeah. There's a
2: there's a fact. I've been, struck dumb. There. I've
0: been struck dumb by the
1: image of old people banging. I do
2: think that well <laughs> I do think that, that happens quite a lot. Random bed hopping in And yeah. like I think the men who are there who still have their faculties. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine
0: it's like student halls of residence.
2: They do well. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, exactly Lining. like halls of residence or like drama school. Mm. Sort of. Well, yeah. actually, my dad
0: that was definitely yeah.
1: thinking about it. Okay. My dad was in not a not a care home, but one of those sort of like uh, sheltered accommodation. You know, where you get your own flats, but there's a warden downstairs, and he was one of the few men, and he was extremely popular. And I used to think it was for his handyman skills. Mm, maybe maybe it handy. was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wrong. yeah.
2: Maybe it was his handyman <laughs> <Yes>. skills.
0: <laughs> oh my handy. god. Oh, yeah. I don't
1: want to think about that. Yes. Yeah, so
0: there you go. No, my my grandad was a bit like that as well. Um, Just, uh, you know, during the the war as well, I think, you know, that brilliant Only Fools and Horses where uh, they go and Uncle Albert has basically populated um, a village in France. (laughs) apparently dotted around Tunisia and Amsterdam. There's probably quite a few people who look a little bit like me. So no doubt an influence subconsciously on... uh, on that oh it's taken a very dark turn This,
1: this <laughs> podcast, but on doctors I mean do you think there are any limits what wouldn't you yeah, talk about if anything um, what, what are your boundaries what's the
0: well I think um it's you know trying to punch um up rather than down is like the sort of what I try and do um and yeah I mean I I the reason why I've always loved that, these sort of gross out stuff, um, is because I think girls are sort of told they've got to be good and they can't swear and, you know, they can't talk about, uh, you know, dirty things. Um, so I think, as a sort of a, you know, 90s ladette inspired feminist, <laughs> I wanted to, um, to do all of that. And also, you know, I'm sure loads of people are going to mention the goddess Julia Davis, but. Um, yeah, I think she's been a big influence on, you know, right. that, that, that brilliant scene where um, she's trying to get Angus Deaton's sperm and also... Um, Was that Nighty Night? Yeah, in Nighty, Nighty, Nighty Night, yeah. And Ruth Jones with the fish. I, I don't remember that. on the Again, series two. It's very sort of disgusting, yeah. but brilliant. Basically, her um, lover is um, utilising the fish as opposed to the male member. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh my god! It's really, it's really grim, but really funny. I think I must have blocked that scene yeah. when I watched Nighty Night,
1: <laughs> yeah. probably with the kids on one in the background. Yeah. Um, so um, I think we've actually got, we've a got clip, another though. clip. Yes,
2: oh. which, which is, uh, we like this one because it's both surreal and disgusting, which is two things we really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: tick, tick, Hooray! Tick. Sweet
2: spot. Sweet spot.
1: I wouldn't snoop around up here if
0: I were you. Why, Mary? What's up there? The place where they go when it's the end. When they begin biting you, smearing their faecal matter on the walls and start thinking they're Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) Do you know
1: the artwork of Hieronymus Bosch? Yes. It's a bit like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like to start thinking they're Andrew Lloyd
1: Webber. (laughs) Really enjoyable, completely left field. Yeah. Why do they start thinking they're Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah. And, and getting Andrew Lloyd Webber and Hieronymus Bosch into one <laughs> clip, yeah, deserves an award in its yeah. own oh. and of itself. Thanks, yeah. guys. I thanks for it. thanks for picking it. Uh, really, really funny. Uh, and that was the wonderful uh, Vivienne wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, who we really love. Yeah, who, and who was the, who was the lead in? Who, was it some um, Lydia Rose Bewley? Yep, Lydia Rose Bewley. Yeah, we had. You have also heard that. And what's nice about yourself as well is it's like effortlessly diverse as well which we really enjoyed.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just, um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, comedy. Again, again, in the 90s, there were three non-blondes on telly. There was um, Smack the Pony. There were loads of shows where they were effortlessly diverse Mm. and then suddenly somehow it's gone back a bit, it seems to me anyway. um, That's quite interesting. yeah. Mm. I feel like it's, I don't know, maybe because it was like the time of Milk and Honey, the 90s, where there was relatively, I mean, if there was war, it was sort of tucked far away. Um, and we didn't know anything about it, or at least we were hidden, you know, um, a bit um, hidden away from it. But um, but now I feel like, um, yeah, somehow it's gone a bit backwards. And I don't know, they, they, yeah, obviously the BBC have tried, um, but it doesn't feel like it's as easy as it, it seemed to be in the 90s. It felt like everyone could do anything in the 90s. It mm. didn't matter what your class background was or your racial background. But again, what do I know as a white woman saying that?
1: Mm. I suppose maybe it was the things can only get better times.
0: Mm. Yeah. And mm. uh, then they didn't get better. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely. The yeah. old optimism. Got a little bit yeah. worse. Was... Took our eyes off the ball somehow. It and did.
2: There's a really strong sense of place and class, I think. There's mm-hmm. like... Um, so she's come from like working class Lincolnshire is that right
0: yeah rural rural uh, Lincolnshire that was actually one of the
2: reasons I was like oh I like this because you you came from like the same bit that my husband's family came from so I was like I know that area I was balding and all of that so it was quite I was like oh this is very funny about about the kind of the the area and i i do think that is something that is quite often strongly missing in comedies that get made is a there's no not necessarily a sense of place but also that um like rural working class is completely ignored Mm, mm. i feel like if you have working class comedies it's always
1: urban
0: yeah factory settings and things like that. And well, there's this yes. country, isn't there? And I think that oh that's why, this, this country this which country is, great. Is, mm. is so great. And, yeah. and that's why
1: that feels so original. but i I do think that when you think of all the places that are featured in comedies around the country, it's like hardly anywhere. I think yeah, no, it's is, always
2: like, like could could you that's because they're, they're going, oh, can we get can we get the location within the M25 when mm. we go and yeah, drive
0: absolutely. to do it? Yeah, <laughs> no, you're <laughs> so right. You, know, you can't fact, get a flat white in Spaulding, basically. Yes. So I mean, why would you go there? Well, now I know that, and yeah. then I think it's just never <laughs> going to go. Know.
1: It's never going to be one set there. But I mean, I, I do think that's why it's so specific where you've set your... You're at least part of the show. And I, I, I also love that about it. And I do love the fact that these are recognisably working class people. They're ordinary people doing really ordinary shit jobs
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. in
1: the way that we very often don't see
0: in yeah. comedy
1: these days. It's very often just posh people watch people you know yeah. having great lives in beautiful flats wearing terrific clothes and being hot and I,
0: yeah why yeah is that
1: funny I don't mind that funny
0: yeah well that's the thing I suppose um I, I was always really conscious as well since 2016 Spalding was the second highest Brexit voting town um in the UK yes, Yeah, and I think you know it's, it, it was it's, it was even I sort of hadn't really recognised that other people back home and other people on the other side of, you know, I had a friend who was um, on the other side in, in rural sort of Gloucestershire who was voting that way. Um, and I suppose, yeah, it was, yeah, that big sort of like chasm between yeah. urban and you know, rural communities. And I just think in lots of ways, the dialogue has sort of stopped and, um, yeah, and I don't know, yeah, maybe art is the sort of bridge, I hope, between everyone's opinions and...
2: um Well, that is some 90s optimism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pilot
1: club how have you been doing with the development of Great Expectations? I know you've had some, you had some funding, didn't you? And you you made a, a show, did you make a show reel or a trailer? You made a trailer, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I did sort of um, a pre pre this episode, basically, um, little pilot. And I, I suppose the idea was still quite nebulous then. And then um, writing the first episode and sending that to you guys was sort of helping to crunch down and condense the sort of thoughts. And, and I'd also sort of written a treatment and things. But um, yeah, I, I mean i i i think unfortunately um at the moment it's uh, it's not being picked up um but, you, yeah. can i just ask uh, mm. does does
2: she do a different job every week
0: yeah my intention was 'cause okay. i i used to work in um well i've done all sorts i've worked in the scotch egg factory the avocado factory <laughs> um i would i would wake up. Literally, uh, this doesn't work on a podcast, but imagine I'm like squeezing my my fingers. (laughs) I'd wake up going... Is this ripe? Because that's what my job was in the factory. <laughs> she looks like
2: she's honking some imaginary boobs. It does. Yeah. Just so you know, that's, it's very seventies. It's a very seventies gesture. <laughs> extremely Robin Asquith move.
0: Uh, I should say that Carry On films are a massive influence as well. I think that's a that's a weird sort of um yeah gap of um bridging the of, linking. Yeah. yeah, you're a weird
1: sixties nineties mashup. Yeah, I'm a weird sixties. Yeah.
0: yeah, part hippie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Part um, forward thinking, um, just also love a knob gag. So yeah, yeah. it's all of the things. So you wanted to
2: do a different job. I mean, that is mm. like those those ideas are notoriously hard to get away because mm. they involve so many locations. Essentially expensive. Yeah. They're really yeah. expensive to do.
0: Yeah, but but I suppose that the reason why I was interested in like the different um, zero hour jobs um, is is you know how with people in power, um, specifically our current government, they, there's such a a traditional route that is going to Eton, going to Oxford and then going to a Tory think tank and then being in power and or maybe potentially working for, uh, you know, in journalism or in the banking industry. So I suppose I just love the idea that someone could go and do all of the caring jobs and the, the sort of the low status jobs and manage to Actually, become. Yeah, gain the same traction. Oh, because so of... it was a
2: sort of optimistic, so it was like a Forrest Gumpy.
0: Yeah
1: which is a rags sort of yeah it's it's great it's great it's high concept isn't it Mm. you know and again as as Ivy said it's like notoriously difficult to get those high concept things off the ground particularly for a new writer isn't it because it's expensive
2: we actually have a lovely clip here which is just talking about links lovely links lovely lovely links this clip features the gorgeous voice talents of Miss Kay Stonham.
0: hi mum it's me Pip, What do you want? Oh, um, yeah, I just moved back into the area,
1: so um, just thought sort of I'd come and of say hello. To see how you and Dad are. Is that Brussels sprouts, and what you're running for? <laughs> <laughs> just to, to say hello.
0: Genuine Lincolnshire activity. (laughs) Genuine. (laughs) Russell Sprouting. Very very
1: much not a genuine Lincolnshire accent, though. Apologies for that. Well, it's (laughs) a funny old accent. It's a funny old accent. It's a odd one to do. It's really hard. Really hard. Anyway, flat, like the land. So, Mm. I mean it got loads of laughs on the night you're and you know we were really really pleased because there was such a lot of reading out of the stage directions mm. and having getting the audience to imagine those surrealist bits so it was quite challenging i think for the audience but you did get loads of laughs so mm. how was it for you i mean what did you get out of the experience of having it read
0: just amazing i mean i yeah lots of comedy royalty there that made me feel incredibly Privileged and special to have had the opportunity, and um, yeah, and I suppose that's the thing. Even though it's quite, uh, there's a sort of hefty Sage directions. I think they, uh, everyone that read, just really managed to get the tone and get the atmosphere of each bit so um yeah it was it was joyous to listen to reactions to it as well because yeah you know you just don't know do you until you get it read out loud and um and most people don't have the budgets to get anything made so this is like the the, the sort of best of both worlds really it's you know it's no risk for you know a production company to come and hear that um but uh, but yeah I suppose you know to, to have gotten it made would have you know the brass band alone would have cost a couple of grand
2: wouldn't it <laughs> yeah it would I mean so you you haven't sold it no no, no.
0: It's, still thought, still yes. still it's still available still
2: available still available to be snapped up by any producers yeah. out there so we've actually got a great clip from the show, about the heartbreaking process of trying to sell stuff in the traditional manner. So uh, here it is. This is after her character had been round to various mm. producers. I really like what you've done here, but we've already got one of you, I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one of me? Yeah, yeah, I know, it's crazy, right? I mean, yeah. if a middle-class, middle-aged white man, we'd be chopping at the bit. In Syria, I know the posh one. Yeah, so you obviously go quite hard there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great reaction <laughs> from the audience. Great, yeah, that Woo! is good, isn't it? That yeah. is a nice reaction. It is good. feels yeah. like uh, sympathetic and part. Yeah, it's great because you mm. you rarely see people refer to the kind of difficulty
1: of the process in the actual comedy. So yeah, I, I, that was really brave and <laughs> and you know and so true. Yeah. So yeah,
2: just great. the phrase "We've already got one of you." It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes very good on, on the racism and sexism within the industry now the female pilot club is very exclusive as you know you're honoured to be asked to join we always say this, always say this. Always uh, but the, say
1: this. which female exponent of the comic arts would you like to nominate to be in the club it well, could be a writer a producer a performer stand up from the history of comedy
0: whose only crime was a lumpy jumper <laughs> I don't know whether I'm allowed to do this, but I was thinking, can I say my mum? (laughs) (laughs) Because she's actually not a comedy writer at all. And again, I remember my dad saying, oh, you know, she doesn't understand humour. She doesn't get things. And and I just, I, I'm going to cry. Classic dad. Classic dad. It's Classic terrible, dad. isn't it? It's terrible. And you can just imagine how, you know, that's probably going on in households around the UK and beyond. You know, dad's sort of saying that their mums are not uh, potentially very funny. But she can come out with some brilliant lines. And I am basically just need to sit next to her with a notepad and just write <laughs> down everything she says. Um, for example, um, back in Lincolnshire, uh, mum, mum was a dentist and she used to treat um, a guy who grew giant vegetables, giant pumpkins, giant, you know, courgettes and marrows and things. And he would sell them to the Saudis. Um, that was his, uh, yeah, I don't know, only in Lincolnshire. What did the Saudis do with them? Uh, good question. I think uh, maybe I think we just heard the... about the thing with the fish earlier. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. Oh God, that's a whole. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. To write all of this down. Um, this is, um, yeah, but um, but yeah. So, Mum said, "Oh yeah, he used to have a lot of affairs." Um and then and then she said, Well, I suppose if you're prolific in one way, you're prolific in other ways. And I just thought it was so funny. Like the idea that this man growing his giant vegetables meant that he'd be a hit with the ladies. does yeah, it mean he'd have a giant willy? Well maybe. yeah. Yeah. Where she
1: was going with it. Yeah. I like it. Well you did say you like an object. Yeah, so I love it's an object. Hereditary. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. I yeah. love it that you've nominated your mum is going in
2: the <laughs> club. mum is in <laughs> the club. You are welcome, please. Thank you, yes. I'll tell her. She'll be chuffed. <laughs> that sound means it's time for us to take off the nose bags, do our ablutions for, and pull up
1: our twilights for another flight. But we'll be back to fire another plucky female pilot out of the cannon and into the scarified air of the comedy geekosphere. I think it's rarefied air, I think. I know what I mean. OK. Goodbye from Female Pilot Club.
2: <laughs> Goodbye. Say bye, Pip. Bye, bye thank Pip. You. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: The days are great and dreary,
0: And the nights are drawing in There's a place that's gay and chilly Where they'll take you for a spin So come on, forget your trouble Keep your eyes on the skies above